professional service business is complicated. Nobody ever told you that, right? And it's not easy to find all the correct information that works for digital agencies. With over 15 years experience of working with hundreds of agencies worldwide, we've put together a complete set of proven business tools that help you increase revenue, results and retention in your agency. To learn more, head on over to growitgroup.com forward slash digital agency business toolkit. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Agency Life. And I'm going to do the accent live from Atlanta, Georgia, north of Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> we have Lee Goff. Hello. Welcome to the I show. If I could do an Irish act, I would slaughter it. But I would try. You know, I, <laughs> <laughs> I everybody. Lee here. Lee Goss, nice to meet you. That's right. Live from Atlanta, Georgia. So. I love it. Just that accent gets me all the time. Lee, <laughs> you have an incredible story. 20 years of building and selling your own agency. And now you're an agency coach just like me. And uh, please tell us a bit about the story about how, how did you even get into or being an agency owner in the first place? Okay, yeah, I was in a leadership position in a family-owned business in Oklahoma City, uh, and I had uh, I, I cut my teeth in technology in the in a Fortune 100. Um, it's called a point of sale, like they like if you go to Chick Fil A or any kind of fast food or any kind of restaurant, they got the point of sale there, right? And so uh, I learned uh, the, about the web, the interwebs, and all that fun stuff in, in 2000 uh, uh, by cutting my teeth uh, in that arena. And so I go work for this company in Oklahoma City. It's a family-owned company. And lo and behold, uh, when I uh, get there, they had hired a, at the time it was called web marketing. I'm OG, right? So this goes back at the time. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you're enough, you're awesome. remember, you remember being called web marketing. So, um, so at the time is a web marketing company. They came in and they were writing a, a back end for us where you log in and get your data and all that fun stuff. Right. Well, about $70,000 into the project, you know, I'm like to the CEO, I'm like, dude, where are the results of it? What, what is going on? What is taking so long? We're eight, nine months into this thing. And he's like, man, take this project over. I, they're speaking geek. I don't understand a damn word they're saying. It's so frustrating. So I take it over and I see that, man, these guys, man, this is bad. You know, it's bad. We we're pretty much going to lose that money. And as I started asking hard questions, next thing you know, is the next morning I wake up and my, this is, it's my brother and my sister on the company. And, and he's like, dude, what did you do? And I'm like, what do you, I don't know. Well, what do you mean? What did I do? Right? So we go to the website and there's a huge yellow box. You see, I mean, it takes a, uh, two thirds of the screen with a big red number in it. 25. Our clients were like Boeing. Like, you know, I mean, these are fortune, fortune 100, Armstrong world, Boeing, you know, these are Mercruiser, you know, these are four, these are major, major international conglomerates. And every time somebody would log in, it would count down 25, 24, 23. And when I got to zero, if we didn't give them more money, then it would just. Oh my goodness! What a horrible position to be in. Oh man, no, now this guy, you know, this and in this and in this, where this is going is the level of ethics and integrity and transparent communications at that time in our industry. You remember it was bad. It was. Oh god, yeah, yeah. Oh, I and heard so, some great stories about people, oh, you know, the would. amount people would charge for things because yeah. nobody knew. 
how, how much to build a Facebook page. So, you know. But they didn't know what any of this stuff was. They didn't know what a website was. They didn't know. Nobody knew it. And they held to a larger, a lot of the small business owners still don't know what this is. Mm. That's part of the expectation level gaps when you're delivering a product or a services. It's not that they're being malicious or trying to take advantage of you. They don't know what the hell you're talking about. That's right, yeah. <laughs> That's just the really, so back to that story. Well, it pissed me off so much. I was like, man, this is, this is insane. If this is, if this is what business owners are experiencing, I know I can do better than that. And that's exactly what I did. Uh, and this painting right here reflects, I was telling, we were yeah, talking about. Yeah, it's beautiful. Your mom, mom made it. Yeah. yeah. Mom's a, an, a really good artist in, uh, uh, where I grew up and, and she has painted me one for, for my first agency and then one for my coaching business now. And this was to bridge the gap between big business and small business. So this is like me getting married in a small town, the purse springs, pulling money from big business into small business, right? Awesome. And, and it's that, called Get You Wired. Was that the uh, name? Yeah. Of the yeah, that was the agency I sold. I don't have any. I don't have anything yeah, to do yeah. with it anymore. Uh, and so that's how it started. You know, my, my competitive advantage was uh, uh, ethics, integrity, and transparent communications. And boy, it just took off from there because other business owners liked the way I communicated about it. I didn't speak to them in geek, right? Mm, got and it. Yeah. Man, it, it just took off from there. You know, just just every year, every year, just. 30, 40, 50, 60% growth without going into debt. And just do, 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 do. Nice. And what type of companies did you work with when you had that business? Well, we serviced over 3,000 businesses globally. And so Whoa. we were in 40, I think at the time we had clients in 43 states, 17 countries. Uh, so, you know, we serviced Infusionsoft Corporate would come to us to get work done. Damon John, Jay Abraham, the entire country of Fiji's tourism department, yeah. uh, uh, Guerrilla Marketing Corporate. I'd, I'd have to, we, got a, we had a pretty A-list, you know, client base, right? Um, um, when I sold it, like I said, about 3,000 clients globally uh, over the course of 10 or 12 years or whatever that we weren't all active at that time. We, we typically run, I don't know, 75 to 120 active projects a month, you know, turning, mm -hmm. turning through. So, and and I, how many people were in the size of the business and, and how long did you, did you have it? Uh, I founded the company in 2003 and I sold the company in 2016. I retired from the company to where I only worked two hours a week in 2000, uh, early 2014. So I was, I was pretty much retired for about two and a half years before I sold it. Uh, we had a little over 40 and 40 plus employees, um, entrepreneur magazine, top company culture award, elite business of the year finalist, you know, we've got, uh, we won awards at the Wazoo and everything like that, you know. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it just got to the point to where, you know, it, it just came time. I had a lot of personal stuff, like um, my father passed away, getting a divorce. I had some severe health, very major heart attack and health issues. Mm. And uh, uh, it just made me very much reevaluate my priorities in life and kind of determine what I want to be when I grow up, right? And, I was, and luckily I'd earned enough, uh, I built a good company. Bavaria still running, still rocking and rolling. Still rocking. Rolling. Still. Yeah, I was oh, going to yeah. say it must be. Yeah, with with that volume, it's, you can't really yeah. shut that down. You can, but it ain't easy. So, yeah. uh, you know, but uh, uh, you know, and so they're still rocking and rolling. Um, they're still going, and I'm proud of that. You know, meaning that we left them in such a good position that um, uh, they didn't they didn't experience a hiccup. I don't, to my knowledge, they might have. I don't know, they might have, but I don't. I hope they didn't. I hope you yeah. know. I hope that it's all good. So, um, and so now it's purpose, not profit, in my world. And we were talking about this right before we came yeah. on. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, you know, about it's about really moving the needle because when you and I were building our agencies, I know when I was building my agency, you hit something on the head a while ago. It's like you're on an island. I mean, you're yeah. like 
Dude, my wife could not understand. She just couldn't, she couldn't understand. And by the way, she's a programmer. She was the programmer that I hired to do the job, but that other, she was, she, she's in the industry. Right. But she couldn't understand the pressure of being a business owner as a digital agency. Right. Uh, uh, and it's, it's lonely. It's lonely. And it so, is very lonely. Yeah. So was there, there was there a break there between, so you were at the agency and then you were down to two hours and then you sold it. Was there a, a, a long break there between you, while you looked after your health issues and obviously, uh, you know, dealing with the grief of, of your, your dad and everything, was there a, a big chunky break there? Um, not much. It was about six months of a kind of just do nothing break. Um, uh, but keep in mind that I had, I had been retired for two and a half years before. That's so I didn't, right. yeah. I didn't need a big year off or anything like that. You know, yeah. it was more like I've already, I was already rested and everything like that, you know? Uh, 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 uh so basically what it was is, is I just, when I sold my business, um, I had the heart attack actually about a month before the transaction went through. So that six months after the transaction happened, a hundred percent just focused on spending time with my daughter. Right. Uh, you know, this is like I said, it, it, uh, Three out of four people who have the kind of heart attack I had are dead. So. Wow. Well, that was a lucky escape. And did you wake up one morning and go, do you know what? I really would love to help other agency owners. Or did someone ask you, how did that whole idea come about, about being a coach? Um, well, I, it actually, it came about just with my old client base. They, they knew I sold and they were like, dude, can you come help me? And so I was getting asked and doing that kind of stuff. And so I was doing more of the consultant, kind of give a man to fish kind of scenario. I'd come in and kind of help them solve problems kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, at the beginning of 2017, um, I did a lot of soul searching at the end of the last half of 2016, uh, and, and decided what I wanted to be when I grow up and all that fun stuff. Right. And, uh, and I just knew, uh, after, you know, family and praying and just all that fun stuff, I knew that I wanted to give back to that community. I knew that it, it doesn't have to be as hard as it was. What, what I, I know it really doesn't. It really doesn't. Yeah. It really, if you get the right coach and there's the hard parts, finding the right coach for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. All, all, most of them are good. Okay. And I will say this, there are a lot of wannabe coaches out there that are, that are, that are in front of a Ferrari or whatever kind of bullshit, you know, that is. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, if they're in front of a Ferrari doing that kind of stuff, the odds are they're a poser, okay? Yeah. Because once you've actually done it, don't give a damn about that. In my experience, they don't care about that kind of stuff. There are about five or six really world-class coaching organizations out there. Mm -hmm. Make sure that they have done what you want, meaning yeah. built a multiple seven-figure agency, not from an operation standpoint or a, not, not in a skill set position. I'm talking about the found, founded it. Yeah. <laughs> the legal, the liability, the building, the scalable, the removing of the, you know, the glass ceiling, removing yourself, KPI, everything, uh, bedroom to boardroom, right? And then exited it and make sure that they've got what they, because a lot of people out there acting like they've done that and they, they spin it a lot of ways, but the reality is they haven't done, they haven't done. They hired the Ferrari. <laughs> no, they go to the Ferrari. They go to the Ferrari dealership. You know what I mean? Like you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, stand in front of it. They're like, you know, and I'm like, uh, I'm get the price tag off of it first. It's still got. And you still got the price tag on your shoes, there, baby. Just <laughs> both of them. So what? So, uh, tell me, so tell me what type of agencies you work with. Like, what's the kind of what's the style and where they come from? Like, um, a, I, a little bit about my backgrounds come from because I used to work in HubSpot and because I know all the agencies there. Yeah. I mainly work with that community. Not that I'm exclusive to it, but it's kind of who I know. But who from yeah. yours? You had the base of people that knew you. What kind of agencies do you work with? What kind of things that? 
people are. Well, so we have, I have aggressively gone out of my way to build a, 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 what's called a client path, okay, a product line that, that helps you start from being a freelancer all the way up to being a, about a $10 million agency. And I've kind of broke it down into four different categories, okay, and, and one of them, yeah, exactly. So just a freelancer, right? So that's typically 100K or a little bit less in, you know, 100, 120K and a little bit less in revenue. It's you and maybe a contractor, you know, a upwork or free, a fiber kind of guy or girl out there kind of helping you. It's typically just one and a half kind of employees, you know, not a whole lot, one, two kind of thing. Um, then we've got what's called the successful freelancer. That's going to be that 100, 120,000 up to about the quarter of a million. They typically have a team of about two or three trusted. They've been working with them typically for a couple of years, uh, you know, and they're kind of at that successful freelancer uh, uh, um, arena. Then you get into the, what's called the smaller agency. That's a quarter of a million up to about mm, 1.5, million, depending on how they've got it structured. And then you get into the more established, uh, I don't want to call it larger, more, more sophisticated, mature agency. And that's going to be your 2 million up to about 10, $20 million kind of arena. And so we've got a product line for all of that. We have, uh, for somebody who's just getting started, we know cash flows tight, right? We, we, it's hard. It's tough. Are you kidding me? You're literally squeezing oh. two, two pennies together to get that two and a half, you know? <laughs> You're like, and so we've got a product line we're launching here in about a month. It's called, it's not even out yet, uh, Agency Support Plus. Uh, and that goes all the way up to our on-demand program, to our one-on-one -on -one coaching program, uh, and all that fun stuff. But we service basically agencies at $10 million and below. Uh, uh, in the digital and marketing arena. So. Amazing. That's really cool. And what sort of, the, what are the kind of, you're looking at at the landscape there, what are the common mistakes that you see the, the, the agency community be, be getting? Like, we, we want to help them build these mistakes. What are the kind of the top three things that you go, do you know what, these keep coming up over and over again? Um, it's not a, it's, it's, it's limiting beliefs. You know, what they... Yeah what they perceive. Now, that's not a precise answer because that could literally be about any, anything, right? So let me try to give a little bit better answer. Yeah. Okay, so the number one thing, the number one problem that pretty much everybody seems to have is they have not dialed in their lead sources. They don't know where to get leads from. They haven't done, they don't know. It's very much a friends, family referral kind of scenario. And, and you have to outgrow that very quickly, typically. I mean, when you get around that quarter of a million dollar range, you have to have a lead source that you can go to and turn it on and off as you see fit. You have to. There's no way around it. You have to have that. Uh, the second thing is no sales system. Uh, drives me nuts. No process. I, yeah. No. I would have thought for damn sure a sales and marketing agency would have a sales system, but they don't. They, 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 they don't to a large degree. Um, and then of course, scope creep has a tendency to be a huge a, a, problem. A huge yeah. deal, a huge deal. Yeah. So, Over delivering, keep going and keep oh, going oh. and trying to do it. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Agents by definition or get most of us are givers pleasers. Yeah. The sales okay. system. Yeah. The sales system is a, is a classic one. Generally when they're starting out, they have to sell, right? So the, say the, 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 the person running the business, the owner of the business, they're doing the sales process. What I've seen is they don't want to do what they don't want to do. So when they come in in the morning, if they want to change their mind, the reason they have their business is because they like to do what they want to do. They used to work for yeah. someone and they didn't like doing that. And so when they come in in the morning, even if they have the best intention of I'm going to make 20 sales calls and I'm going to follow up with 20 people, if they walk in and there's a fire with a client going off and they need to do that, they will drop that because they have to look after the client. 
they, they think they have they think they have to look after the client. So yeah, yeah okay. exactly. But yeah, no, you're yeah. spot on. You yeah. you hit a home run without no doubt yeah. about it. Um, no There'll doubt. Always it. be something more important than the sales calls, and as the business owner, they can decide. But you know, as soon as possible, this is probably something you do as well. Is going. If you are in a sales role in your business and you're the agency owner, of course, you've got to do it in the beginning, but earn the BDR, the, the sales rep, earn the person quickly as possible. Say to yourself, I'll do this and do nothing else until I get enough business in to actually hire somebody to do this for me. It's kind of the first role to get out of because then that person can be making the calls, building the pipeline. When they come in in the morning and they make their cup of coffee, they have only one thing to do, sales calls. When you come in in the morning as an agency owner, 400 things that could be done. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Uh, you, you're spot on. I mean, you know, um, I would, I'll address that question like this. You know, I mean, it's, I used to tell my leadership team, I tell my little girl this all the time. Um, in life, <clears throat> there is a, there's a, honestly, they, everybody's been lying to you. Okay. I mean, like, in a, I think social media more than anything else, they're painting the picture that you're supposed to be happy at all times. You're supposed to be hunky-dory, rainbows, and all kind of unicorns and stuff 100% of the time. That is a 100% lie. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's just a lie. There's no other way to sugarcoat it. It's not true. It's like under no circumstances. And I used to tell my leadership team all the time, and my little girl all the time, baby, if you're blessed enough to do what you truly love, for a job half the time you literally hit the lottery meaning yeah. that you get to actually i'll tell you right now i i, I despise accounting yeah <laughs> i mean i despise it i hate it with a yeah. visceral passion can't stand taxes i don't like dealing with any of that stuff i'm a make money guy i'll let the bean counters deal with the beans i'll make the money right Ooh, that's, yeah that's what we do that's what i do and yeah. i despise it but do i sit my happy ass down and do it Yep. You have to. I don't care. Look, there will be things you don't like to do. Hmm. Welcome to the real world. You know what I'm saying? That's just, you know, I mean, like, you know, if you've ever been married, I promise you, <laughs> there are days, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I mean, you know, if you got, if you got kids, there are some days you just want to go drop them off somewhere. You know what I'm talking about? You're like, are you kidding me? You know what I mean? Like, if you're, you're like, come on, man. You know? And so, you know, look, being a parent's not always you know, getting awards and, and winning Super Bowls, getting parents, being a parent is, is, is wiping their nose when they're sick and holding their hair when they're throwing up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not fun sometimes. It's not fun but that's sometimes. the good stuff. That's right. But that's yeah. the good stuff. And when you work through that kind of stuff, like doing the sales when you really don't want to do the sales, <laughs> or doing accounting when you really don't want to do the accounting, it's so much sweeter. It's yeah. so much sweeter. Without a little bit, of, and not to get, get into a little scripture kind of thing, but the Bible says, iron sharpens iron. If you think that it's supposed to be rainicor, you know, unicorns and rainbows and living on a beach all the damn time, you were lied. It's not your fault. I'm sorry, but somebody lied. Somebody lied and you bought a lie. Yeah. So, again, if you're doing what you love about half the time, if you're really good, you'll get that up to 60, 70% of the time, then you need to consider yourself blessed and just be thankful and just make some money and be, and be good at it. But 
to think that you're going to sit there and do only the things that you like and build a successful company, let me just go ahead and burst that bubble for you. That might be one out of a million, but that is not the norm. Okay. That is not a success formula that you want to hang your hat on for sure. That's so. right. Yeah. And that with the working in the business as well, of course, you're going to have to do all those things, but as you keep going through them, you will then be able to hire somebody. So like if you are in the business and you're, you're doing the sales, maybe you get someone in one day a week and two days a week and three, and you can grow it up. But as soon as possible, it's about taking yourself out of those tactical roles as quickly yes. as possible, because then you will, there's so much to do, you know? So um, that's, a, I like the iron um, sharpens iron. I, I, I remember that. That's an oldie. Yeah. That's a really good one. Though, no, well. It works. It work. so, and, and, and to your point, though, and this is kind of in my, and when I bring on a, a student, we have what's called a discovery uh, phase, right? So when we come mm -hmm. on board, I found as a coach, there's one thing you can, there's like a one third rail that you cannot touch as a coach. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Meaning that what a, the people that are hiring us are not idiots. They're brilliant. Okay. Yeah. They've got a level of success already. They typically are quarter million up to 10 million. You know, they already have achieved a certain level of success. You can't go in and break what is working for them now. Absolutely. So you have to be very, very, very careful with that. So I have a very involved discovery phase. And by the time we get to the end of that discovery phase, we come up with what's called the big three. These are the big three things that are holding you back from achieving your personal goals. Mm. Okay. Because a lot of times, all the time, you don't start a business uh, to want to work 80 hours. You start a business to not work 80 hours. The whole point okay. of starting a business is to get a quality of life. Okay. Yeah. So we start with where the hell do you want to be? What do you want to, where do you want to be when you grow up? Okay. Mm. And then we see, what do you like? You know, some people hate service. Some people hate sales. And so we start to immediately gravitate towards things they can't stand. Yeah. Right. And we start putting in systems and processes and getting that stuff, you know, in place. Uh, and that's what we do is we go through the big three. It's called the big three process, uh, the discovery process. And we, it's, it's like 120 uh, questionnaire, 120 questions on an exam. And they go through it and we, it's an hour. Most of the time, sometimes we take two hours. I'm interviewing you and the leadership team and all that stuff. And by the time I'm done, I'll write up a one or two page document that kind of puts together what I perceive to be the big three. And then from there we go there, but you can't break what's, you can't break what's already working. You have to bend around it, but a good coach is going to come in and realize, man, you're close to being burned out or for whatever the pain got enough to where you reached out for a coach. And trust yeah. me for that, for that pain to be there, something bad is typically happening. Okay. Right. Like, you know, typically like the, most time their head's flat from bump up against a glass ceiling. And they can't figure out what's going on. They, you know what I mean? Like they get, and so that pain is there. The pain is there. Uh, and, but you can't come in and focus only on the pain because a lot of times the pain is a symptom, not the actual cause. So you got to make sure you get the root cause and then build around that. Okay. Make sure you get, get, you out, get, you out, get you out of the spots that you hate being in. So. Yeah. Incredible. I love that. Yeah. And if it isn't broken, don't fix it. Focus on the positives as well, because yeah. um, I've, you know, personally I've dealt with a lot um, of businesses too. And it's an emotional time, you know, it's like it, it, they've a lot emotionally invested in the business. And just as you described there about your wife, there's very few people outside of the agency world that understand what we're what we've done what we go through why we're doing this you know when I, as i said many times is at at any point in any day an agency owner can wake up in the morning and go and get a job they can absolutely do that whether they could keep the job now that's another thing but but the reality is you know and sometimes you go home in the evening and you you're you're tired and you're burnt out but your and your wife might say that to you why don't you just get a job and then you flare up and you know, there's so much um, 
sometimes that happens there that it's just so stressful for them. So um, it, I think if you're listening to this and you're feeling like you're alone, you're feeling like, do you know what? I, 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 I'm doing everything on my own. Nobody understands me. Definitely reach out to different communities or talk to people yeah. or, you know, reach out and start talking. But you're definitely not alone <laughs> when it comes uh, to the agency. Know, I'll tell you what, you brought up a good point here, and this is something that's becoming an epidemic in our industry, and that is uh, uh, mental, uh, mental uh, illness, uh, depression, and uh, anxiety, and things like that, and, and there's a lot of science behind it. Uh, it, it. Predominantly, it's because you're behind the computer like this all day, mm. and you're not interfacing with other human beings in a productive environment, like you're not going to church or gym, or, or, or you're not doing something, right? Mm. And And... And so the wall that you're creating to keep you from having to go deal with other people is actually the wall that's also holding you back. And so it's, it's, it's kind of a, you know, it's a thin gray line there, right? Wow. So there are, the sir, I can't remember the name of Kyle. I can't remember his name right now. I need to go look it up. But there's actually a service out there. It's out of London, if I remember correctly, uh, that offers free, um, um, uh, 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 mental coaching and things along those lines. So in other words, it's a, it's, a, it's a hotline free anonymous and you can, anytime you're feeling depressed or suicidal or whatever, you just call this number and, and they just talk, Hey, what's up? It's another, just another human being. You say, Hey, what's up? How you doing? Awesome. And I love it. I love it. I'll have to get the link to you for yeah. you. Yeah. Please, yeah, if you get that link, that would be wonderful. It was just a conversation we were having previously here. Um, um, an ex-agency owner who is also a coach, Dan, he's the agency man, the agency collective in, in the UK. And yeah. he lost two friends last year to suicide. I'm you telling know. you, it's a big deal. You need to understand uh, that it's, I don't know how much time we've got, but, but no, my, little girl, yeah. okay, my little girl, she's 11 years old and she is right here, okay? And... She came in with some ADD issues, very honestly, mm -hmm. right? Very honestly. Well, come to find out, whenever the science is, is still early, so we're, it's not, if, if, you wanted to, if you wanted to go out and find science to prove what I'm saying wrong, you could probably do that. But this is a very a good thing that's helped my daughter, and, I just wanna, and, I, and it, it, it correlates to what we go through every day. Screen time. Okay, so there are two things that have really been introduced into society in the past 30, 35 years that have dramatically changed the way our brain works. One, the hormones in the foods. Mm, very much. And very much so in America, I'm afraid. Not oh, so I know. No, no, no. Not so much here. <laughs> good. That's good. It's so not here. a good thing. It's a good thing. There's, I mean, look, you know, these girls and boys are getting things that at age 10 that they shouldn't be getting and they're... You know, they're, they're, they're six inches taller than their dad. That Nobody in their family's ever been above six feet. This guy's 6'4". Come on, man. Wow. I mean, like, yeah. like, come on. Right. But to the screen time. So here's what's happening. These hormones are making your body grow faster than the brain can keep up. Wow. See, what happens this is as you're, as you're growing up, your brain and the synapses, okay, your muscles, and as you're bumping into a tree or riding a bicycle or falling off or doing whatever you're doing, your brain is learning, hey, you know what, don't do that, and it's programming your muscles, and your brain is evolving at the same time that your physical movements are evolving. It's critical that it happens. Problem is that kids are not getting out and doing that anymore. They're doing screen time. So wow. the balance in the brain is getting out of whack. So the motor skills... And the, 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 the motor skills, the confidence, the hand-eye coordination, all that stuff is dramatically lacking. And then you get the over-creative because they're constantly looking at the screen time. So now you get the creative 
way, way high and the muscle skills real, real low. Well, you have a balance out of whack. And what happens is, is all of a sudden you're creative, but you can't pull off what you want to do. You get frustrated and you get frustrated and you start to fail. And that's where you lead into depression because you can't do what you want to do because you didn't practice with your muscles and your body enough to, uh, to keep up with how, how fast the brain can go. That is okay? fascinating. Yeah. It is unbelievably fascinating. There's a program out there called Brain Balance. Go look it up. Brain Balance. I think it's brainbalance.com or whatever. And it is amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. It yeah. is amazing. And I would suggest that if you live behind this digital wall, for, your, for you and your family, long term, I don't make any money off this. I'm not trying to sell a damn thing here. And neither is, you know, we're, that's not the point. No. We do care. There are coaches out there that legitimately legitimately give a damn i'm one of them and Chia and claudia is one and claudia is one of them yeah, and yeah. so go out there and find these resources i'll get these links and we can put them in the, in the notes but, that's but fantastic yeah and that makes a lot of sense and that's a common theme that's coming up i think um a few a few weeks ago i had a, an agency owner jackie hermes and she's been on the show she's you know gr like a facility marketing she's been absolutely grinding building her business but she realized last year she needed a leadership team and she has a leadership team in place now so that she can go and spend time with her kids her family her partner she's gone back to up into the air she's learning how to fly again all things that she had stopped doing because she was in front of her screen building the business spending hours and hours every day and i think it's a tough one with us because we have the screen well, you know, and, and again exactly i was, I was trying to get this up as an example here you know yeah. look at me right there okay that's my yeah, little girl okay. God, she's beautiful. i'm gonna tell you right now okay i don't care how important you think your business is okay you only get one shot right you don't get a second shot that's right if you, yeah. up, if you grow up to be a complete total loser you need to look at your business and go damn i should have spent a little more time with my child instead yeah. of my business that's right exactly how you, yeah how you do that is to get a coach to help you this is a big deal. There is a reason that less than, and nobody knows the exact numbers, but less than 1% of 1% actually make it to the seven figure mark. I don't know that nobody got, every time you talk to somebody it's a different percentage. <laughs> I know it's, it's unbelievably low. Low. It's low. It's like, it's unbelievably low. And so to get to that seven point, I mean that seven uh, figure mark, if you make it there, you have to understand you're like one out of a hundred thousand people. That's you're right, unbelievably yeah. talented. You're unbelievably gifted. You're unbelievably driven. But even with all of that, you're still going to need help. Yeah. There's no way of proof. Yeah, there's until definitely. I got help, until I got help, I, I, got, I built with sheer tenacity and just pissed offness. You know what I mean? Just, just not, never giving up. I made it to about one point, I think it's about 1.2, 1.3, somewhere, somewhere around that mark, right? But I had to get help from that point forward. I had to get help because it was just outside of my, above my pay grade, right? Yeah. There are things I didn't, didn't know, things they don't teach you in college. There's things that you just don't know, right? Yeah. And so that's, that's, where a, that's where a world-class coach that gives a damn and has actually done what you want to do yep. comes in. It's game-changing, life-changing. It's not just game yeah. it's, it's literally quality of life. It's game-changing, life-changing. So. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen it over and over again. So with all oh. this um, excitement that the opportunities that you're, you're seeing, you know, we've been in the industry such a long time. I love that you called it web marketing because I actually remembered that. That's well. old school, baby. That's, old, that's way back. That's way back. I mean, that's, that's, like, that's like, yeah, I mean, we, we need a way back machine to kick that one on, you know what I'm saying? So. I know, the, the new people, out there, the new kids out there going, what are they talking about? Oh, you know? The web died without gore, right? I thought the web died without gore. I mean, yeah, exactly. But what, what, what are you 
you seeing as really positive, op- like what, what do you think are the opportunities that the agency world has as we've seen it evolve? What are you looking forward and excited about for agencies apart from the coach side of things? And we, we definitely know the benefits of that. What are you seeing as exciting opportunities for agencies over the next few years? By far, the, there's a historical trend um, um, that, that we're experiencing and that we don't hear a lot about, but I want to address because it, it's, it's, it's an overarching thing that's going to dictate how this whole thing goes. Um, you know, Industrial Revolution, Henry Ford, right? You know, the man, mm-hmm. uh, right? Well, <clears throat> Model T, you know, his family said, you can get any color Model T you want as long as it's black. black. Right, <laughs> that's it. And until pretty much probably... World War II, I think it was late 30s, early 40s. That's pretty hard. That's it. You got, you got black. I mean, that's it. That's it. I mean, you could get a Mercedes any color you wanted to. They had other cars, but if you wanted a Model T for the middle class that you could afford, it's black. That's it. <laughs> that was it. So why is that? I mean, why, why, why is that? I mean, there were color. The colors were there. It's not like it's not like the world was black and white at that time. We had blue and red. We had all those colors. Why? Why, why not? Because nobody had, there was the term assembly line didn't exist. Mm. Nobody knew what the hell it was. Henry Ford was literally making it up as he as he was going along. So let's correlate to our industry. Anybody remember, you know, Netscape, AOL, MySpace, Joomla. Right. Bring up them? <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. they're down there in the museum <laughs> by the Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> they are dead, okay? And that's because the industry was so new. We were all trying to figure this shit out. We were like, man, what? CMS, what the hell is a, what the hell is a CMS? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, seriously, Joomla, nobody knew what the hell CMS was in 2003, 4, and 5. We were figuring that shit out. That's the God's honest truth. Nobody knew. So now, jump ahead 20 years. WordPress is going nowhere. Google is going nowhere. Facebook is going nowhere. The ad networks are there. The tools we need are there. Now, the most exciting thing in what everybody in the industry is doing, and, and all other professional services industries have already done this, lawyers and everything else, we're niching out. Brilliant. Yep. Specialization. So you get, exactly. Nine, 85 to 90% of digital marketing is identical across all industries. <laughs> Running ads, writing copy, doing landing pages, websites. There is nothing about it's rocket science. Some, some, some of it is, but most of it's not. Okay? It's that other 10 to 15%. So let me give you an example. If you are like craft breweries, let's say you're a craft brewery marketing agency. There's an app out there that, you know, if you're a craft brewery guy, that's called Untapped. It's like the Uber of rideshare, but for craft breweries. It's the 800-pound gorilla. You have to integrate with it if you're in the craft brewery space. So... A couple of my students did niche out into the craft brewery space and immediately go out there and they write the code for the API integration, of which is a pain in the ass, takes about 12 to 15 hours to do it. But now with every website that they sell, they say, oh yeah, untapped API menu integration included for free. Wow. Brilliant. There's no different. I mean, anybody can do it. That's not the point. It just gives you an unfair competitive advantage. Yeah. When you're competing against a jack-of-all-trades agency and you walk into a craft brewery and you say, yeah, 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 yeah you're going to need vehicle wraps, you're going to need uh, coasters, you're going to need the little thing, the, the, the thingies, uh, what, you know, uh, coasters, they, 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 they're all kind of stuff that, that, that you need. All the merch. Yeah, all the merch that first, yeah. Exactly. All the little tricks for them that work for them, like event marketing, Facebook event marketing, the slow bleed, uh, brand awareness campaigns, those types of things work for craft breweries. And you're going to know that. You're going to be the subject matter expert. Right? And yeah. now you can deliver overwhelming value. And here's the cool thing about it, though, is once you do that, you can productize, and now you can build it once, sell it a thousand times. That's where the real profit, the 50, 60% profit starts to come into play. Incredible. And the specialization, picking an area as well, very important to pick an area that you are interested in. 
Correct. Definitely. You don't, don't want to pick work something because it's like, sorry, what was that? Don't work with jerks. Don't work with that. I mean, you know, oh, and everybody's uh, attorneys, chiropractics, dentists, real estate agents, and coaches and consultants. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'm picking, like, pick an industry that you like. I mean, if you are into golf, you know, like, or if yes. you are, like, go, go with something that you, you think all day long, if, you, if it's all day long and I'm doing it. And that could even expand into your, um, hobby time as well because you know maybe you're going to play around the golf to do some research somewhere like they think it's about a holistic yeah. business and that will get you away from that um that screen wall which is, is a great and that burnout and all that fun stuff if you enjoy who you work with it makes life 10 times oh i know it makes it so much better so specialization anything else that you you kind of seeing as big exciting opportunities for agents yeah the productization i alluded to that another one is what's called location-based marketing i don't know if you've okay. heard of this you, yeah. you heard of this? Okay, yeah, okay. So, okay, we got the geofencing thing, right? Okay, now I'm talking about big data. This is next level ge uh, location based marketing. We keep hearing about big data, about how these massive companies got this big data, and we're like, where the hell is it? Like, you ever find it? You ever see it? No. <laughs> we never see it. I never see it. What the hell? What this magical big data thing over there somewhere? But I've never seen you know, it. And all of a sudden, I was approached about six months ago by one of these elusive that actually has the big data. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? And so anyway, there's this thing called mobile ad IDs and it comes, it's on every damn phone, every smartphone in the world. Okay. And it's an anonymous ID to your phone, not to you, not personal, no personal information is shared. It's a string of care. It's like 25 numbers and it is, it's gigagoo. Nobody can understand it except for the, whatever the hell in, undeciphers it or whatever. Right. Long story short is this is, uh, you got the Weather Channel, you got Waze, you got all these different apps, and they ask you, when you, hey, can we track your location? Every app you install asks you that That's now. right. I've been asked it a hundred times. A hundred times. <laughs> last, last week. Last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what this is, okay? Wow. Here's what happens. You're in Dublin, and you want to go get a pint or, or some Mexican food or whatever. I don't care what, anything. I want to go to a movie, Okay. Well, you go to the movie, okay? Well, it's not rocket science that when you're in the movie, you're going to pull up your phone and check Facebook or you're going to check the weather or whatever it is. So you just ping the tower. The tower knows you're in the movie theaters. Wow. I can now go backwards in time. And so there, let's say there's 10 movie theaters in a 10-mile radius. One of the movie theaters can hire me. I can go back in time for 12 months and pull down device IDs that went to the other nine movie theaters Take that, upload it into Facebook, uh, Snapchat, Instagram, and there's some other ones coming down the pipe. Google and LinkedIn will have it pretty soon, okay? Mm. And directly, one-to-one -one target, all of your competitors' clients. Incredible. Location-based marketing. Location-based yeah. marketing, and we actually have a product line coming out on this. I'm unbelievably excited about this. This is a game changer. This is levels of playing field. This lets the, the small agencies do what the big ones are doing, but at a fraction of the cost with better results. It is Amazing. awesome, awesome. Amazing. Awesome. That is very cool. Well, I love those exciting opportunities for agencies. They're really cool. And one sure. of the things I love to ask people who figured a few things out, and I feel like you have figured something out, and maybe you could share that with an agency owner. How do you, what sort of personal habit do you do to make you um, enhance that work-life balance? How do you get away from the screen? Apart from having that picture of your beautiful daughter on here uh, to remind you that there's other things in life. What kind of personal habits are you doing that we could share with agency owners to help them manage their, uh, their, their, their job and their life? 
like their work-life balance. Um, this has been very difficult for me. It took a heart attack for me to fix <laughs> it. This, this was very, very difficult for me because of my upbringing. I, I was raised in Mississippi, and Mississippi is is the closest thing to a third world education that you can get in the United States. Is, and granted, it's, it's the United States, so it's still 10 times better than a third world country. I'm not going to compare the two. But hmm. in the United States, Mississippi's education system is kind of like the armpit. You know, everybody right. kind of knows kind of the armpit. So I felt like I had a little bit of chip on my shoulder, you know, and, and so I put that into hard work ethic and, and things along those lines. So it was very difficult for me to get a work-life balance. But here's what I've done uh, after after God came down and forced me with almost dying. Uh, this is what I this is what I do now. Every morning, okay, quiet time. Yeah. Cannot stress the I cannot stress to you the importance, okay, of taking Minimum about 30 minutes, try to get somewhere between 30 minutes to an hour, okay, and 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 just quiet time. Read uh, uh, scripture, whatever, whatever, any, yeah, whatever, yep, whatever you, whatever a higher, physical, a physical book, <laughs> physical book, yeah, no, 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 not screen. This okay, go outside, listen to the birds. I'm telling you, just quiet time, okay, not screen time, not TV on, I mean, legit. Mm. quiet time not all the way to the meditation phase but to the you know you're listening to your breathing uh, you're reading me i will get up and 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 i'm part of some small groups so we always have our readings and they're checking in the other day and things like that you know and 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 then of course i got my little girl and, and all these different things but and then family yeah family first spend time with family and the thing about it is the hard part is is cutting off the work trigger and you have that's why i'm doing quiet time in the morning is so important Mm -hmm. because your brain hasn't triggered into warrior mode yet. You haven't got into that crush it, kill it mode. You can still kind of to a certain degree hamper that mm. and really kind of just, just, you know, quiet time. I don't know. How, I mean, I, that really is it. I mean, it makes a world, a world of a difference. An exercise routine of which, by the way, I have failed on here recently. Okay. Mm. Uh, but getting an exercise routine is huge. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people say that keep reading. Truth is, I think people are reading too damn much nowadays. They need to stop <laughs> Stop and start doing. Okay, you know. <laughs> there's always a book, and a, I, I, I don't know how I don't have a personal development freaking masters with all the things. Dang, that I, I'm always trying to read something else, and are going. Yeah, I, I agree. There's probably no. less less reading of what we should be doing, yeah. and more doing what we would like. You know. <laughs> how, about you stop, how about you stop talking, start walking? You know what I'm talking about? I mean, like, you know. You know, I mean? like, you know, you don't get to a destination by talking about how you're going to get there. You get to a destination by getting up, putting the damn shoes on, and walking to the destination. Absolutely. That's how you get it. Yeah. And, I, and I hear all these coaches talking about, oh, you got to read one book a week. And I'm like. I know. It's another thing to do. What? Are you serious? Like, are you serious? And so this, I'll tell you what I did. This is what I did. I would read probably a couple of books a year. But here's what I do. And by the way, when you write a book, just to give you a little bit of a caveat into, a, into an author's mindset, at least this author's mindset, I didn't write the book so you could put this on your shelf and say you read the book and didn't do a damn thing with it. I actually wrote the book for you to go do stuff with it. Yeah. <laughs> Take action with this. To implement these things. There are 12 systems in this book, each one a chapter, and each one, if implemented, keyword, if implemented, can help. It, yeah. it will move, physically move the needle. So I would read a couple of books a year. I'd go to a couple of conferences a year. But the difference was is I would take that book and I would say, okay, I'm going to go do these three things in it. Mm. 
And I would spend the next six months doing those things and get them in place, get the systems going, and then I'd go read another book and I'd do the same thing. Or I'd go to a conference and do it. You know, this one right here. This one changed the course of my life. Awesome. Okay, it's, beyond, uh, beyond Entrepreneur. Yep. Yeah, okay, it's actually, it's Jim Collins, but he wrote it under the name Jane Collins, so nobody knows it exists, but, you know, Jim Collins going from good to great and all that fun stuff. Well, this one is, I, I was in the process of, of trying to figure out how to remove myself from my agency. I didn't have a cult. I didn't have a leadership framework on that stuff, and this is a great one. Chapter two specifically is, is, is huge, and, and, yeah, and it yeah. helped tremendously in getting that stuff in place, but I didn't go read it and then go to the next book next week and forget about what the hell was in that book. I read it. And was like, I'd go back and read it again. I'll, I'll read it two or three, four times. Yeah. So I get, okay, this is what I got to go do. This is what I got to I got to go implement this. Yeah. And so then I'll go implement that while I'm, you know, and then I'd come back and I'd find another book about whatever I needed to fix in my business at that time, right? And so, you know, stop reading so damn much. Start taking action. Stop get, get out from behind the damn screen and go talk to people. Awesome. Human interaction, you know, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. I love it. I think um, Tim Ferriss on his blog uh, just last week, actually, he talked about this year he is not reading any new books yeah, for the no. same reason, you know, yeah. he's read thousands of them. Mm -hmm. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I mean, like, the, and how all these, I, I can't stand when I hear, oh, yeah, you got to read one book a week to stay up. To pay. I'm like, <laughs> you, you, let, me just, let me go ahead and break, let me go ahead and, I want to break a misconception out there. Business has not changed. No, I know. <laughs> yeah. It's the same. It's the same damn thing. You, this book right here taught me more about business than any other book in the history of my life or in the history of mankind. This book is debatable. Some say it's about, I don't know, about 3,000 years old. Right. The, oh, the art of war. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Keep friends close, put your enemies closer. Yeah. The strategic Classic. guidance in this book is really all you have to have to build a billion dollar. This is taught in 95% plus of all, all, all MBA programs on the planet. Incredible. The book is over 3,000 years old. Right, exactly. And it's still very relevant today. I love it. That's every a single word. Every single word in that book is 100% relevant today. 100%. That is exactly. Well, as an agency owner, get out there and get that book and maybe read it and reread it. Maybe make it the book of the year, not the book of the week. <laughs> I would say this one is a tough one to digest. Okay, so get the get the, there's an audible version. I have to look it up that translates into the more American kind of our our it's, in, yeah. it's in, in parables and it, it's, it's a difficult read. It is, <laughs> if you're just starting an agency, don't read that one. Okay. That one is a difficult <laughs> start. Actually, if you're just getting started, start with this one. Very simple, very easy, simple systems to follow. That's where you need to start. But um, uh, when you get into much higher level negotiations and, and, and leadership and tactics and all that stuff, the art of war is awesome. Incredible. That's fantastic. Well, Lee, you have been an incredible guest on the show. Thank you so much for having um, spent this time, your energy, your passion. I can tell you care as much as I do uh, about agencies and helping them be successful. How can people find you? What's the best way to connect with you? Um, uh, to, if, if somebody's listening to this and go, do you know what? Hit me up with some more, Lee. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, we've got two URLs, marketingagencycoach.com. Very easy to remember. Uh, it's not super sexy, super flary, but you'll remember it. That's it. Marketing, yeah, marketingagencycoach.com. And then book, 
agencysuccessroadmap.com. Again, very difficult. Very difficult. Very <laughs> You've difficult. made it very simple. <laughs> agencysuccessroadmap.com. It's seven bucks over there. Um, and I also like to do this at the very end of the podcast. I like to put this in there to see if people are paying attention. If you email me at lee at leegolf.com, I will send you a free digital copy of my book. That's it. Boom. <laughs> and on that note, I want to say thank you so much for being on the show. It's been an absolute whirlwind and I love it. I love your energy. And looking podcast, I'm launching I'm, my podcast. You're definitely going to be on there. And you're I am my definitely. Podcast. I'm going to be in the other seat and I'm looking forward to it. It's been fantastic. Yeah, thank good. you good. so good. much, Lee. Really appreciate it. Take care. Thanks, everyone. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. One of the best conferences I attended last year was run by the agency Impact. This year, I'm delighted to be a part of the Agency Summit Track at the event, which is on April 5th to 7th in Hartford, Connecticut. If you head on over to the website digitalsalesandmarketingworld.com, we have a 30% off tickets coupon if you use the code GROWIT30. I really hope I see you there. Thank you.